we often forget how strong it is when you show a bit of your vulnerability from time to time, as scary as that is. I've never had an experience where I've been open about insecurities and people would judge me less of a person than, uh, than the other way around. Welcome to the Happy Coffee Podcast. I'm your host, Wendelin van Bunnik. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with your coffee friends. After all, coffee tastes better in good company. Now, let's get started. This podcast is part of the Happy Coffee Network, the friendliest online community for baristas and other coffee professionals. Please know you're welcome to join our community at any time where you can ask and answer any questions as well as join our events, workshops, and monthly get-togethers. We have a free 14-day trial period for you to check out. So simply go to thehappycoffeenetwork.com and sign up. Today, we are tackling a topic that hits close to home for many of us, imposter syndrome. I'll talk about what it really means to deal with it, and I'll give you five of my tips to help you deal with it in your daily life. So what exactly is imposter syndrome and why does it come to haunt us, especially in the coffee industry? Well, imposter syndrome is that nagging feeling of self-doubt, the fear of being exposed as a fraud, despite evidence of your competence. It is that little voice in your head whispering, you're not good enough. Now, imposter syndrome, for those who aren't familiar, lucky, uh, it is a psychological phenomenon where individuals doubt their own accomplishments and they have a persistent fear of being exposed as a fraud despite evidence of their competence. It is like wearing a mask of self-doubt all the time, even when the world sees your true capabilities. And the reason I've wanted to make an episode about this topic is because I've struggled with it for my whole professional career. Now, imposter syndrome typically develops as a result of various internal and external factors. And let me give you a brief explanation of how it can manifest. Now, keep in mind that if you recognize this, I will be giving you my five tips to deal with imposter syndrome later on. First, high standards. People that suffer from imposter syndrome, like myself, often set exceptionally high standards for themselves. While aiming for excellence is great, it's admirable, but these unrealistic expectations can lead to feelings of inadequacy when you perceive yourself as falling short all the time. Secondly, comparisons. And this is something I do so often constantly comparing myself to others, particularly those perceived as more successful or accomplished, that can really fuel imposter syndrome. And this comparison mindset can amplify feelings of unworthiness and contribute to a distorted self-perception. It is really something to actively keep an eye on. Third, negative feedback. Criticism or negative feedback, whether constructive or not, whether meant well or not, can really reinforce your imposter syndrome. Instead of viewing feedback as an opportunity for growth, people with imposter syndrome may interpret it as a confirmation of their perceived shortcomings. And personally, I've really come a long way in dealing with feedback. I've actually started to appreciate feedback as something valuable. But every now and then you'll, especially if you receive unexpected feedback or 
unwanted feedback, uncalled for, it can really punch you in the stomach and, and take a long time to process it and turn it into something. Hey, what is this telling me? What, what can I take out of it? Next, there's perfectionism. I'm sure that some, this is something that you can relate to because most people suffer from a degree of perfectionism. Perfectionist tendencies, while we often see it as a positive trait, can actually exacerbate imposter syndrome. So it's really not that positive. The fear of making mistakes or failing to meet those impossibly high standards can really paralyze you and prevent you from taking a risk or pursuing a new opportunity. And it can really stop you in your tracks. Now, the next factor of, of how imposter syndrome manifests is called attribution bias. Now, this means that people with imposter syndrome tend to attribute their successes to external factors such as luck or timing, while attributing their failures to personal and inadequacy. What I mean by that is when you do something, when you accomplish something, for instance, you win a competition like a lot are thrown down, surely that has to do with factors outside of your influence, like the judges were on your side or other people must have done really bad. So it was a matter of timing or luck that, that you managed to pull that off rather than the fact that it may actually be due to the fact that you're really good at that thing that you're trying to do. While on the other hand, if you fail at something, if you don't win, or if you mess something up, or, or God forbid, if you make a mistake, then that is 100% because you suck as a person. And that's what I mean with, with a personal, personal inadequacy. So if it's a success, then it's not because of your input. And if it's not a success, then it's definitely because you're a terrible person. And, and I've been guilty of, guilty of this process myself, for sure. Um, and, and this attribution bias, as we call it, it really reinforces the belief that you'd be undeserving of the things that you achieve, which no matter what you do is going to help you end up in a, in a worse place rather than in a better place, no matter what you accomplish. And the next thing is previous experiences. Now, past experiences of failure or rejection can really leave a lasting impact on one's self-esteem, and it can really contribute to imposter syndrome. Traumatic events, um, uh, poor mentorship, or instance, uh, uh, or being undervalued um, or overlooked can really reinforce negative beliefs about one's abilities. Now, all these factors, of course, uh, overlap and, and, and interlock and, and have to deal with each other. So together they create this super complex phenomenon, which is influenced by a combination of internal beliefs, external pressures, and, and your past experiences. But the thing is, if you recognize these underlying factors, you're taking the first step towards overcoming imposter syndrome and that means you'll be cultivating a healthier sense of self-confidence. Basically, if you know what is causing your imposter syndrome, you are able to work on it. And that takes time and a lot of effort, but it's definitely a possibility. Now, you might be surprised to learn that imposter syndrome, it's not just a coffee industry thing. Um, it affects people from all walks of life, including some of the most successful individuals in history. And let me talk about two of my favorite influential people, Maya Angelou, 
for example, she's a renowned poet and she's an incredibly famous, strong civil rights activist. And she once said, I've written 11 books, but each time I think, uh-oh, they're going to find me out now. I've run a game on everybody and they're going to find me out. And let's not forget about Albert Einstein, the genius physicist whose groundbreaking work really reshaped our understanding of the whole universe. Even he struggled with feelings of inadequacy. He's famously remarked, the exaggerated esteem in which my life work is held makes me very ill at ease. I feel compelled to think of myself as an involuntary swindler. <laughs> as much as I like the word swindler, I think it's baffling that someone who's accomplished as much as we can say that Maya Angelou and, and Albert Einstein have, that they are still able to see themselves as a fraud. You see, imposter syndrome, it, it doesn't discriminate. Whether you're a new barista or you're a seasoned coffee professional, it can creep in, especially when you least expect it. So let's talk about how we can combat this. First up, let's normalize the struggle. It's okay to feel insecure sometimes, especially in an industry as dynamic and as competitive as ours. Remember that you are not alone in this journey. By speaking about it openly the way I do, I've noticed that it takes away some of the pressure as well as it helps me connect with other people uh, who maybe struggle with the same thing in a more authentic way. And I think that we often forget how strong it is when you show a bit of your vulnerability from time to time, as scary as that is. I've never had an experience where I've been open about insecurities and people would judge me less of a person than, uh, than the other way around. But that is something for you to try and find out for yourself. Next, let's debunk that myth of perfection. No one, and I repeat, no one has it all figured out. I know that people try to maintain that image. I know that uh, uh, you know people around you that pretend or at least seem to have it figured out. I know that you may think that I have things figured out, but no one has it completely figured out. Embrace the fact that making mistakes is part of a learning process. Every spilled latte, every over-extracted shot, every third or fifth or last place in a competition is a lesson in disguise. And it's important to think whenever something like that happens, think for yourself, what can I learn from this? Now let's talk about the power of community. There's a reason I founded the Happy Coffee Network almost a year ago, because I really wanted to surround myself with and create a space with supportive peers who uplift and encourage each other. Our industry is huge, so I knew that there had to be plenty of people out there who wanted the same thing as I do. I wanted the opportunity to join forums, to attend events, and to really connect with my fellow baristas, barista trainers, coffee professional who understand the struggle and who are brave enough to be open about it because together you feel so much stronger. So let's flip the script. 
Instead of dwelling on our shortcomings, let's celebrate our victories, no matter how small and no matter how hard we find that. In the Happy Coffee Network, we actually have a specific forum dedicated to practicing, mentioning, and celebrating our victories. And if you recognize your achievements and even get some applause from for that from other people, you own your expertise and you will learn to trust in your abilities and in your ability to grow. Now, let me give you five pieces of advice, if I may, if you struggle with imposter syndrome. These tips have come to me in the last few years and have really been a game changer in the way I deal with with my insecurities. And I want to pass them on to you. And I hope that if you implement them, and even if you just manage to think about it every now and then, then it'll help you struggle less. So here's my first tip. Acknowledge your achievements. Take time to recognize and to celebrate your accomplishments, no matter how small they may seem. If you want to go nuts, you keep a journal of your successes and revisit it whenever self-doubt creeps in. I keep a little notebook. Uh, it's, it's a digital notebook where whenever someone says something positive, whenever someone shares how much they're enjoying being part of the Happy Coffee Network or how happy I am or how happy they, they are that um, I started this, I collect those testimonials, those little reviews, those little comments. And whenever I feel stuck or whenever I'm doubting myself or questioning, like, who am I to want to create this? I go back to that little folder on my laptop and I read it and it helps me push through. The second tip I want to give you is reframe your negative thoughts. Now, this is not easy, but you need to really from time to time, try to challenge your inner critic by reframing your negative thoughts into positive affirmations. Instead of dwelling on what you perceived as a failure, focus on the valuable lesson that you learned. And let's not forget the progress you've made along the way. And this is something that I, I still try to do on a daily basis. I'm very tempted to whenever I hit a milestone, no matter whether it's professional or or personal, the moment I hit a milestone, I move the post. So I try to focus on how far I've come by every now and then looking back and recognizing that the the process is part of the learning. Like the learning process is 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 a journey and it is impossible to keep reaching for a next milestone and and be satisfied and content and secure with a specific goal if you've moved the post the moment you hit it. I tend to catch myself and realize the moment that I seem to make a, hit a certain goal or the moment that I seem to reach a certain goal, then that automatically means it's not impressive anymore because I managed to pull it off. And it's a very it's a vicious circle that, that it takes a lot of conscious effort to recognize it, which is the first step of being able to break that pattern. And that brings me to the third tip, which is seek support. Don't be afraid to reach out to friends, 
mentors or fellow baristas for support and especially for some encouragement. It's so much easier for some reason to encourage the people around you than to encourage yourself. So if you struggle doing that for yourself, surround yourself with positive influences who uplift and empower you. And and this is absolutely one of the reasons that I wanted to start the Happy Coffee Network because I wanted to create that support system for for people who are struggling. The fourth tip I want to give you if you struggle with imposter syndrome is practice self-compassion. Now, I know that compassion is an itchy word maybe. It is it has it has a bit of an ache. Um but there's no other word that covers that covers the load. So treat yourself with the same kindness and compassion you would offer to your friend if they were facing similar struggles. And this is actually a question that I ask myself a lot of times. How would I respond to someone, to my, to a friend of mine, if they would come to me with these insecurities and doubts? The way you talk to your best friend is the way that you should be talking to yourself. Embrace self-care practices such as mindfulness, because this is where I learned uh, this, this self-compassion. Maybe meditation is for you uh, or engaging in hobbies other than your, your professional or your, your coffee hobby um, that br- really brings you joy. And, and basically just talk, try to catch yourself, talk, and, and try to talk to yourself the way that you would talk to your best friend and um, be, be aware of that, that voice because those words matter. Now, the last tip I want to give you is set realistic goals. Remember that we talked about the high standards that people with imposter syndrome often set for themselves, the perfectionism. Let's break down your long-term goals into smaller achievable milestones. And then don't fall into the trap that I mentioned earlier, which is the moment you hit a milestone, it's not impressive anymore. But go back to step one, which is acknowledge your achievements. Celebrate each milestone as a step forward, even if your milestone is, hey, I caught this negative thought and I managed to intercept it and become aware of it. Like that is a win. That is sometimes, some days, that is just enough. Um, It is a step forward and don't compare your journey to others. Remember, progress is progress no matter how slow. Progress over perfection is so important to keep in mind. And as long as you take small steps forward, and sometimes that means two steps forward, one step back, um, you're doing a good job. You're doing all you can. Now, by implementing these five tips into our daily life, we can hopefully gradually overcome imposter syndrome and embrace our true potential as confident and capable baristas or coffee professionals or humans. So to all my fellow baristas battling imposter syndrome, remember this, you belong here. You are worthy and you are capable of achieving greatness in the coffee world. Now that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Happy Coffee Podcast. Keep brewing, keep believing in yourself and never ever let imposter syndrome hold you back. I'll be there to cheer you on along the way. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Happy Coffee Podcast. If you liked it, consider sharing it with your friends or fellow coffee lovers. This will help us reach more people and make a bigger, positive impact. 
also know that you're so, so welcome to join our community, the Happy Coffee Network, where you can ask and answer any questions, as well as join our events, workshops, and monthly get-togethers. Until next time.